You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul reminds us once again that unless you hear the original consonantal text, you are hearing not scripture, but your own narrative. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. So, in Exodus 6-9, Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their cruel bondage. Notice how very early, you know, as Father Timothy Lowe and I keep repeating, you know, if you don't capture that scripture is not a positive statement, it is ironical, actually, it's pure irony, it's making fun of the listeners already in the story, then obviously you're not hearing scripture. You want to continue to grow in your knowledge and in your mysticism and in your spirituality and your submission to God. You keep growing, growing, growing. The Bible just dynamites these things very early and you have it in the famous story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11. So, all this is conceived this way to prepare for the showdown, not between Israel and Pharaoh as the Jews and after them the Christians like to present the story as though it is our story and we won. No, it is the showdown between God and Pharaoh. We heard about that and we're going to keep hearing that Pharaoh did not submit to the will of God. So Moses says to the Lord, how would Pharaoh listen to me if my people, Israel, did not listen to me and I'm a man of uncircumcised lips. Notice the correspondence with chapter 6 of Isaiah, meaning that the messenger of God is already in trouble. Things are not going to work, and yet God makes it work, which is ultimately this way which is the heart of our prayer in the New Testament, thy will be done. Okay, period. You cannot say more, but definitely you have to convince yourself not to say less than that. And then we are presented in verse 14 with the heads of their father's house. Okay, let me repeat that. It's worth repeating. You know, the family, the household, is referred to as 
bit up. It's like the genealogy of Adam. You are a member of the tree of Adam. Okay, I keep repeating to people, you know, whether on the mailbox you put Tarazi or the Tarazis, it doesn't make any difference. Because my children are Tarazis because I am Tarazi and not we are all together. You know, this head of the tree is extremely important to remember. And then the larger, which we translate as clan, is the famous uh, Mishpaha. And then you have the tribe, which is expressed through the word Shebet, which is the staff of the shepherd. And then you have the names. Interesting, in verse 16, the sons of Levi... We have the name Gershon, which is also the name of the son of Moses. It's very important to remember, I made my comments in my latest books, that Gershon, I think, it's made up from Ger, which is the neighbor or the foreigner, the one who roams around, is not sedentary. And then if you have the triliteral, garage means to scatter, to spread. I think it's a play on that. And I can only repeat myself because the people are not going to listen. No, it's a name. It's Libni and Gershon. It's a nice name. I looked it on the web and so on. Uh, unless, one more time, and you're going to hear it again and again out of these lips. Unless you hear the original consonantal text, you're not hearing scripture. You're hearing your own narrative. Long story, and then these are, in verse 26, the Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said. Interesting in Hebrew, that we do not have these are, meaning in Hebrew, it's not they, but you have the singular, who, Aharon Umoshe. I think it's very important, definitely it's intentional. According to me, everything in scripture is intentional. It's not as though you take a video on your uh, iPhone and you send it to me. No. It's not a video. They didn't have apps in those times. So the Hebrew says, Who? Aharon Umoshe, to whom the Lord said. That is extremely important within the context, as we have heard until now, and we are going to hear it time and again, that either they spoke together, or one of them spoke, but always you have the priority given to Moshe, Moses, who is like a god to Aaron, who is his prophet. So please try to check again, my hearers, on this verse 26. And in verse 27, we have the beginning of this, the people of Israel. 
The NATO countries like to speak like that. The people, the one people. Well, in Hebrew you have the children of Israel. Now, sometimes you have people, Am. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But people hear the two statements as though it's the same thing. It's like this monstrosity of RSV when dealing with Ezekiel, where it translates Eris Yisrael and Admat Yisrael, the earth of Israel and the ground of Israel, as into the Anglo-Saxon, the land of Israel. It is as though it is your property. This is how the Jews speak today of the country Israel. And that is definitely not biblical. It's not because I say so. It's because the Bible plays on these terms. Here we have the sons of Israel. Okay, which includes sons and daughters in most languages that were forced by men, you know, you give priority to the masculine and so on. I don't want to assess that. For me, this is a fact. To assess it, you start with monstrosities, as in modern English, he or she. It doesn't work like that in other languages. So please keep this in mind as much as possible. So if you learn Hebrew, only to review the original when you're reading your English would be definitely worth your while. And then at the end of the chapter, you have a repetition which is intentional always, this repetition. Moses said to the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. And you see how later scripture will play on the circumcision of the heart, which is the mind. And the lips are functional to relay the message of the mind. These two things are interrelated way back, if you recall, in Genesis 10 and 11, you have two ways to speak about the language, the human language. It's either Lashon, which is tongue, or Safa, which is lip. Not only Semitic languages, all languages are functional in the sense that basically they begin with the actual data of nature or anatomy. Plato is the one who got us in trouble where he said that the reality is the essence which is beyond that. And you know the famous joke that I tell the people. If my Avalon is a reflection of the eternal Avalon, why did I have to pay for it? And we got stuck with that. Even his disciple Aristotle could not help us out. So please, again and again, I have this opportunity on my podcast and I want you to hear it again. And don't complain because, believe me, when you start hearing or reading scripture, you would say, as we say in Arabic, 
peace be upon Father Paul is not as boring as scripture is. So in one chapter we heard twice this expression, uncircumcised of lips. And in chapter 7 we have that statement where the Lord says to Moses, See, I make you as God to Pharaoh one more time to show you that even the term God, the noun God, is functional. It does not have a meaning. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck here. In which sense is Moses God? Well, he is the God of Aaron. And the God of Pharaoh, functionally. My classic example, you have heard this so many times, is Psalm 45, which is addressed to the king as a human being, because in order to stay for eternity, he has to get married and have children. So it is not he that remains in eternity. It's his Zera that remains in eternity. But he is addressed, and forget about the translations, because some of them are good, some of them are bad, but in Hebrew, he is addressed, O God, your throne, O God, he is addressed, I God. So try, to the best of your ability, to submit to this reality if you want to hear scripture. But if you want to put the footnotes and glossing from the fathers of the church where here God means this and there it means there, then you're playing games. And this is how I hear the statement of Thomas to Jesus, that Orthodox make a big deal about it, that he addressed Jesus as my Lord and God, so is his God. It's a biblical terminology. It does not mean that Jesus is God the way his father is God. One more time, let's hear it. In the Nicene Creed, which is not a big deal for me. So, my referencing to it is very important. It says that it's the father who is God. Well, as Jesus Christ is God from God. And these things, again, we need to take them into consideration. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.